0: You're listening to the Versus Node Podcast, presented by GamerNode.com. Welcome to Episode 9 of GamerNode's Versus Node Podcast. My name is Eddie Inzotto, your host and website director at GamerNode.com, and I'm joined today with Jason Finelli. How are you, Jason? Doing well. Doing very well. Thank you. Have you missed uh, being on the show
1: since a long time? I have felt an emptiness in my soul that is now
0: refilled thanks to the return of the podcast. Excellent. And we are joined by Mike Murphy of GamerNode. How are you, Mike?
2: Doing pretty good.
0: And Dan Crabtree, our resident top five takedown author. How are you, yeah,
2: Dan? Yeah, doing well.
3: How about yourself?
0: Excellent excellent i'm actually i'm really glad to be recording another podcast after such a long time and I apologize to our listeners for uh, the delay anyway so what have you guys been up to what have you uh what have you been playing lately
2: well I recently uh started playing uh modern warfare 2 after going to the uh midnight release I haven't really played it for that long but from what I've seen of it and from what I've played of it it's it's pretty good. I think it's worth the hype to this point. I'll see what happens when I uh, play single-player some more and tap into the multiplayer. How far have you gotten single-player? <laughs> Not that far at all. I beat like the, the training mission and then the first mission as the uh, private first class in the U.S. military. Okay, apparently the uh, Act 1, Mission 4...
1: Is the reason why they ask you what they ask oh, you to get a The controversy
2: day. one, the one yes. with the
1: uh, the airport bombing, right? Yes, I have not seen exactly what the deal is, so let's not spoil it for everybody, including myself. But I I had a friend call me last night and was he was like, "Have you played this yet?" And he said, "I said no." He said, "Um, get a cold shower ready, <laughs> <laughs> because when you're because when you're done, you're going to need it." Yeah, yeah. I'm.
2: Kind of awkwardly looking forward to it, because I want to see just how disturbing yeah, that, that act is going to be. Absolutely.
0: That's what I'm most interested in with Modern Warfare too. I'm not a huge Call of Duty fan, but I played and enjoyed Call of Duty 4, and I'm really interested to see what they've done in terms of this controversy. So that, that's kind of interesting.
2: I was just going to say, it's really interesting, not only the... Uh, the airport bombing but also the invasion of dc when i was at the midnight release i was watching people play i guess it was a single player tournament and there was a uh, scene i was watching where your character was riding in a uh, military jeep through i guess it was the washington dc suburbs as if it was like 1940s france it was like surreal wow well
3: that, yeah i just played the uh, sequence just yesterday and being from Northern Virginia, it was especially eerie. Uh,
0: was it accurate uh, in it terms was, of it was geographical?
3: Horribly accurate, in fact, yeah. It was really accurate.
1: What was more disturbing to you, that scene or going through it as a nuclear holocaust wasteland in Fallout 3? <laughs>
3: um, it was definitely that scene, mostly because really? uh, they, they had my hometown, they had Fairfax County in Fallout, believe it or not. But um, it didn't look anything like it, so it was okay. pretty far
2: removed.
3: But this game, yeah. I, I could have picked out my street.
2: Oh. Well. <laughs> oh. Yeah, <I> <laughs> yeah uh, it's a little bit more fixed. It's really like suburban America pretty much, and it's oh. just shocking to see how realistic it is and the fact that like it's in the middle of a war, in the middle of an invasion.
1: Getting bombed to shit. Yeah, yeah pretty much. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Friday can't come soon enough.
0: Yeah, We'll have our review up... Uh, before the podcast, actually, it's sitting in the CMS waiting for me to get it up there. Written by Matt Arazo. Yeah, so Matt did that quick. Yeah, he's pretty, pretty rapido. Um, so what else, Jason? I know you've been playing some Dragon Age, haven't you?
1: I friggin' love it. Right now, I'm rather frustrated, but other, I just finished the uh, Circle of Magi mission. The game is unreal. I was never, I never really got into Baldur's Gate. I never really got into those type of RPGs, so to start with this one, mm-hmm. I need to go back and play Potter's Gate because this is inc- I, 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 I cannot stress how fun this game is. But like I said, right now I'm rather frustrated because the assassin keeps killing me. Mm-hmm. He keeps doing this. Which,
2: which assassin? Uh, the elf, the elven. I don't remember. Oh, Zevran. Yeah, piece of shit. Yeah, he. I've been playing the game too, and I love it. But that part really, really frustrated me for a while. Every time I run, times.
1: Every time I run into him, he's just like, hey, "Here's a bunch of mages. Eat this magic. Goodbye."
2: Yeah, you basically. <laughs> the only way I survived was by uh, I put Morgan and Win in my party, and I just went straight after the mages, and that's the only way I won, and I barely came out of it. That's who I have.
1: <laughs> I have.
0: Uh, I only tried it twice before. About at this point.
1: I only I only uh, I only tried it twice before I put the controller down and went to what I'm supposed to be reviewing. So, which is Academy <laughs> Academy of Champions on the way. Which so much better. Holy obviously. crap! I did not expect what I got. The game is great. I I'm really enjoying it. Awesome. I can't that 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 review actually should be up uh, right after this. Actually, I'm I'm about a paragraph away, so I'll be done yeah. with that.
0: As for Dragon Age, I'm, I'm way at the beginning. Like, I just finished the origin story. I did three different origin stories before actually getting into the, the main meat of the game, just because I'm curious like that. Did you pick mm-hmm. which one you like the most, and then you're going from there? Or? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I, I started out doing the, uh, the dwarf in the city. Um, then I switched over to a mage. And then I settled in with a human rogue guys Write nice. that one have I you see, Ken, what have you been playing
2: i've been uh I've, I've only played once uh with one origin so far right now i'm doing a uh, human warrior i'm looking to uh prestige that into the champion when i finally find whatever book it is i need to prestige in there but um i'm also looking to hopefully do um i want to Play some other origin stories Just see how it plays out And I'm looking Next time I play through To do a uh, An elvish uh, Rogue Nice
0: I love the way That they're so different At the beginning But I, I'm not sure Exactly how The rest of the game Will follow I wonder uh, How How much of the same thing It is
2: It's interesting Because uh, When You do the uh, Origin story For the human warrior You have to do The human noble Backstory And When uh, when I've been playing through the game, certain NPCs will call me, like, instead of calling me by, like, a Grey Warden or asking for my name, like, they'll call me my lord because they know my heritage and they know where my family's from. I so know. it's kind of interesting.
0: Nice. It's the little things, little details that make it good. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, has there anything been going on in industry news that you guys wanted to talk about?
3: Actually, yeah, uh, I just an article online maybe i'm late in catching it about the uh, natal launch do y'all see that i did i did oh. just see that yeah i um, guess it's pretty recent um some british gaming website came out with the uh details on the, the natal launch saying it's coming out november 2010 under like 80 bucks or something like that too they're yeah they're
1: saying oh, that right wow. now
3: right, right now
1: the expected price is 50 pounds in the uk which is uh american 80 dollars but another source says that they may go even cheaper to make the Tall and Impulse buy, and they price it as low as 30 pounds in the UK, which is 50 bucks here.
0: Yes, Impulse buys for the win.
2: I love it. That, That's nice.
1: If it's if it's 50 bucks at launch, I am
2: down. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. That is going to sell like hotcakes. That's going to be crazy. crazy if it's that, that low. I mean, yeah. I
3: was just assuming it was going to sell like another console, like a couple hundred bucks. So I was really surprised to hear that. I love it. I mean, even eighty bucks is a good price if that's what it is. Yeah, considering
1: yeah. considering I could bend over and make myself into an elephant. I mean, that's... <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's your lifelong goal, huh?
2: Yes. <laughs> Always goal to play an
0: elephant in the video game. I want to be an elephant. I Wonder you think they'll be making Dumbo the video game? <laughs>
2: so
0: <can> <laughs> you could earn some achievements. Dun, dun, dun. No, not that. <laughs> so that's, um, yeah, that's what we were going to talk about today is um, achievements and rewards in video games. Mostly because I was thinking about it, and I don't think that I could really care less about achievements when they pop up. It's just like, oh, there's an achievement. Let me continue playing. So what I wanted to ask you guys is, how do you feel about achievements? Are you a quote-unquote achievement junkie? jason i
1: personally am not case in point back at the end of october i reached ten thousand achievement points finally after having the system for two years most of my games are at about 40 or 50 achievement points uh there are some i'd like to go back and do more in but um like i've been most of the games i've beaten i've beaten with like the least amount of achievement points possible i think my resident evil save is like 360 or something like that and i finished it in co-op with a buddy of mine i am not per se an achievement junkie however i am the type that when i do get one i'll hit the button and be like oh what did i do yeah just to know um i do have an, a, a friend of mine who has over 100,000 achievement points
3: Ooh, holy
1: he, he is an achievement junkie he um he manages another store and uh he'll take out a used game get a thousand in it and then bring it back he's got a thousand in like hannah montana that's how desperate he is for achievement <laughs> points wow yeah I, I mean they're cool at all and maybe the higher you are the more you can stroke your virtual wang but it's not <laughs> anything i'm
0: not i'm not basing my gaming experience on them all right how about you dan are you a uh an achievement junkie no
3: no definitely not um I, I'm pretty much in the same boat as Jason, I would say. Like, I, I don't try too hard to make it happen, but uh, but I will look at it. I'll look at it usually just because I'm interested in what the developers would want me to do or what they found interesting about the game. Um, so, you know, just quirky little things about it. But I don't know. I, I'm not too jazzed about achievements in general. I'd, unless maybe Xbox in the future decided to... Uh, give some sort of incentive to have a higher gamer score. It really just makes you look like you play more video games at this point, which is, I guess, good in the gaming community, I suppose.
0: Okay, Mike. How about you? You've got to be our one
2: achievement junkie in the group. I, I actually am a bit of an achievement junkie. Yes. <laughs> um, I'm not one so far as to where I'll go and rent out a Hannah Montana or <laughs> Avatar: The Last Airbender game just to get a thousand gamer points. But um, I'm creeping up on uh, 20,000 gamer points, uh, which Modern Warfare 2 and Dragon Age put me over. I don't go like out of my way to spend like an extra 10 hours to get, like, one or two achievements if I miss it in a game, but if I'm playing through a game, I will look through the achievement list and go online and find out what the secret achievements are, and I'll try to get as many as I can. I also do it kind of because it's fun. It's nice to, like, compare to friends, and me and some of my uh, other friends are pretty competitive, so we like to uh, see if you can get the most achievements in certain games. And also, I just like doing everything I can in the games that I really love. Like, Assassin's Creed, I'm only three achievements away from a 1,000, and... uh, When Uncharted Two came out, I got it to one hundred percent within a week.
0: Whoa. So would you say that. then that, that the achievements help to motivate you to play a game more completely?
2: Um more completely, yes. Um I wouldn't say it would motivate me to play a game, because I'm gonna play if I look at the game and it looks interesting, I'm gonna play it anyway. But if I do get achievements in little like gamer score points and little achievement things with pictures that act as, like, virtual bragging rights, then, yeah, it's going to give me more of an incentive to go out and, like, find all, like, the hidden treasures or all 500 headshots and all that kind of stuff.
1: I only really focus on getting a 1,000 gamer score in a game when it's a game that I truly loved. Like, for example, the fact that I don't have complete gamer score in Mass Effect 1 kills me. Because I say it's my favorite game on the 360 and then someone will look at my achievement list and be like, eh, well, you're a liar. <laughs> um, but the problem for me besides that is a lot of the achievements now are becoming online achievements. Mm-hmm. Like Gears of War 2 is a game that I love, but I'll never get 1,000 in it because I don't oh, have the time. yeah, no to- kidding. I don't have the time to get the seriously 2.0 achievement, kill 100,000. I just don't. I don't have the time. Yeah. If they make an eighth day donated just for gaming, then yes, I'll get it. But <laughs> as as of right now, it's it's just never gonna. Happen.
0: Yeah, that's kind of interesting though the online aspect. It seems like the achievements often divide the different types of players because some people really prefer to play offline, whereas other players only want to go online. I actually recently took a look at a review for Modern Warfare Two, where the author said. There are two types of people, people who only want to play single player in Modern Warfare 2 and those who only want to play online. Rarely is it that those two groups cross. So it's sort of interesting uh, when uh, Dan was talking about seeing what the developers found interesting or what they want you to achieve, and you consider the different types of achievements and whether they be in local play or or online play. I would say that the
3: one kind of achievement that's... uh motivated me in the past has been the ones just to do a harder difficulty kind of because I would do that anyway mm-hmm. it's just like another reason to bump up the difficulty and try it you know it'd take a little bit longer obviously but try it a little bit harder
2: yeah I've I've done that too actually that brings me to uh Modern Warfare 2 Modern Warfare 2 I spent a good half an hour or so just going through the minute long or 30 second long training session just to have the veteran difficulty be preferred mm-hmm. and to get the uh, achievement, which is uh, go through the pit training area in under 30 seconds. Wow. So
3: Actually, I think I, I just did that exact same thing, although it took me <laughs> maybe like 45 minutes, I would say. <laughs> so
0: you beat
2: me by like 15 minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and- there is a little competitive nature in Dan.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and
3: me, me and Mike are going head to head, man. That's what's happening? Yeah.
2: <laughs> the funny thing about uh, Modern Warfare 2 also is that, unlike um, other games where they'll just give like an even amount of achievements for beating it on like each difficulty, they'll just be like worth more gamer points. Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare 2, they will actually like give you more achievements for beating, like, each individual chapter on the hardest difficulty or every two chapters on the hardest difficulty. Mm -hmm. Modern Morph, uh, just Call of Duty in general, and Infinity Ward, they're trying to get you to play the harder difficulty just so you can have bragging rights with your other friends. Mm -hmm.
0: But also, a lot of these things, they would be there without having achievements. Uh, Harder difficulties, um, say, you mentioned the... That you had near a thousand points in Assassin's Creed, which is pretty incredible considering all those flags.
2: Oh, <laughs> flag. Yeah, yeah, flag,
0: I'm missing.
2: Oh. I'm missing one flag and one Templar. <laughs> <So> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> yeah. It's gonna be one so flag, frustrating. One Templar, and I missed one conversation with uh, Lucy. Name, oh, with Lucy. I
0: did that too. Oh, <laughs> but that's the thing, though. All of those objectives, all of those goals would have existed within the game without the achievements. So is it that sometimes the achievements motivate you and sometimes they are just um, sort of a matter of course as you're trying to achieve the goals that were already set forth by the game uh, as it was before the achievements were uh, added in?
1: Well, what I would say to that is I would try and get all the conversations with Lucy because it drives the story. But unless I'm getting gamer score points, I am not collecting 100 fucking flags.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So.
2: I'm kind of with Jason on that. It's kind of like the way I felt back when, um, back on the PlayStation when I used to play uh, Final Fantasy 7 VII and 8 like a fiend. I would go about and try to get the best weapons, and i try to get the best summons and everything, but I really wasn't too motivated because there really wasn't anything to show for it. Now, if those games came out nowadays and there were gamer points uh and achievements to show off to other people online i think that would give me a lot more incentive to go out and get them that's one of the reasons why i went through and got all the flags in assassin's creed simply because i had proof showing that i did it that i could show to all my friends as opposed to just doing it because it's there
1: could you imagine final fantasy 7 and 8 having achievements (laughs) that'd be ridiculous I think I would have doubled my time in those games.
0: Now you had had 3,000 hours
1: instead of... Yeah, I had 60, yeah. 70 hours in uh, Final Fantasy VIII. Christ, that would have been... Ugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, what do you think, Dan? Do you think that the games that have objectives built in, like the flags, are an incentive to earn the achievement? Or do you think the achievement is the incentive to perform that task that's already in the game
3: yeah i absolutely think the uh, achievement is the incentive otherwise it it sort of seems like you're well maybe if you just really enjoy exploring virtual worlds i mean assassin's creed as an example is a really beautiful virtual world so i can understand that but i absolutely wouldn't want to do it as much as is necessary in order to find all those flags i mean you got to search in like all kinds of little nooks and crannies To find that, so I I would say it's probably the achievement that's driving it, not the uh, not the experience, at least in in that case.
0: Okay. And okay, here's moving on to another question: is um, away from achievements altogether. When you're playing a game, do you create your own goals? Do you just make up specific things that you want to do in the game that may not necessarily be written anywhere as a as a specific achievement or or some sort of reward in the game. Just something that you want to do for
2: yourself. Um, anybody? Well, it depends really on the uh, the type of game. If you're playing a first-person shooter, like obviously you're gonna want to try and get more headshots, regardless of whether there's an achievement or not. So you're gonna set yourself to have a reward, being like, okay, I want to try and just get headshots because that's gonna make me a better player. And if you go into, say, like a role-playing game, there's certain things like special items that can be useful in the game or uh, special characters. Like I play – I'm a huge fan of the uh, Suikoden series, and like, it's just not the same if you don't go out and recruit all the 108 different recruitable characters that are in the game. So there are, there are certain games based on what they are and what type they are where you would want to make your own reward structure and be like, okay, I want to get all these characters or I want to get this many headshots or, yes, um, I want to play competitively online in this game so I want to be the single player on the hardest difficulty.
3: Yeah, I would say um, I do create my own goals within games but uh, at the same time I feel like a lot of developers sort of preempt what I'm going to make goals about and uh, make it an achievement anyway. So it's sort of nullifies the point of me making the goal to begin with.
0: Right. Okay. True. So you find that a lot of times the developers uh, are thinking along the same lines as the player would be anyway.
3: Yeah. Like, for example, I was recently playing Borderlands, um, and I really like the, the vehicle-based gameplay. And one of the things that I definitely want to do is obviously get the most hang time, like find the biggest cliff and just drive right off of it. But, of course, the developers already thought of that, and they had an achievement ready for it. Uh, when I found the
0: biggest cliff. Right. That kind of happens often then. You achieve something that you think should have been set as a goal and lo and behold, there it is as an achievement or a trophy.
3: I was just going to say it reminds me of the days before achievements when you would just do that stuff anyway Yeah. because you wanted to. Right.
1: Infamous was the same way for me. You get to the top of uh, Alden's Tower and I was like, wait, don't I have a move where if I jump and press square it'll cause an explosion what happens if i jump from here so i jumped i hit the ground and all of a sudden i got a trophy for jumping a
0: certain distance and i went oh there you go Uh uh-huh so it seems that they're they're pretty keen on on what players look for yeah here's a question pretty much is it okay for a game to rely on achievements as their entire reward structure or is it better reward them with other things in game or is it that they're always tied hand in hand
1: well i like it when achievements give you things in game like i think mass effect was one where if you got a certain achievement not only did you get the gamer score but in the game itself it logged your achievements and gave you bonuses i like that i like the idea of being able to get actually reward in game from achievements as opposed to just Growing your gamer score, which is mm-hmm. let's face it, arbitrary. But um, I think I don't think they necessarily have to go hand in hand, because like me, I, like I said, I'm not an achievement junkie. So maybe it's me, but I play the game to play the game. I'm going to play Dragon Age because I want to read the story, not or see the story, because not because I want to get a thousand achievement points in another game. It just depends on, for me, I guess, the game that I'm playing.
2: Yeah, it is nice for uh, games to have rewards to unlock outside of achievements. Like uh, Uncharted 2, what they did is um, for certain, like, kills and whatnot that they didn't feel were, like, good enough to add towards the 1,000 gamer score points or if they didn't have enough room to put in, they made them uh, medals, which if you did them during the game, you would get the in-game cash, which you could use to buy, like, extra skins, physics exploits, and stuff like that, which I thought was, it was actually really nice that uh, Naughty Dog went ahead and did extra stuff and mm-hmm. put in those medals so that way you could help buy yourself other things in the single-player game and in the multiplayer game. Yeah.
3: See, it that's, kind of seems like that's the new trend in games uh, i am seeing a lot. They, they definitely do that in Borderlands, and they did that starting in uh, with the Call of Duty series and, Modern Warfare, the first one. So, I don't know. I feel like it's probably an emerging thing that they're realizing everyone sort of enjoys a little bit.
0: Yeah. I think those are two, two really perfect examples, getting in-game cash to help you on your journey through the game as opposed to just seeing your little ding and getting your bragging rights. And also Borderlands gives you uh, actual experience towards your levels. As you achieve different things like killing a certain number of enemies with the sniper rifle or things like that. And I really like that because even though it does give you the achievement, it'll go hand in hand. First you'll get the the experience in the game and then it'll say, oh, you unlocked an achievement or a trophy. I really appreciate when there's something a little bit more tangible in the realm of the
2: game world to hold on to. Yeah. Just another thing that Uncharted 2 did that kind of goes exactly with that is if you unlock the trophy for beating the game on the hardest difficulty, it actually unlocked skins that you could get either for free or buy using the in-game cash for doing that. And they had the same thing for getting the platinum trophy, which is getting 100%. -hmm. So it's a nice little extra incentive that goes hand-in-hand with the trophies in the game. Right.
0: Definitely think that's the way to go.
3: One thing that I've heard about, I haven't really experienced it yet, is um, avatar things. Like if you do something with your avatar, you unlock stuff in the avatar web market or something. I don't know. Maybe it's only in avatar
1: games. This is this for three sixty. Certain achievements they're starting now to give you avatar awards. I know, for example, if you have certain achievements in Halo Three, and then you download the Halo Waypoint, which is the you know Halo Hub. That is like its own game, but it's not really a game. When you first bring up Halo Waypoint and it sees what achievements you have, it will give you avatar awards based on what you've got. Like I had an achievement for Halo 3, and it gave me a guilty spark for my avatar that just floats around my avatar.
2: Yeah, I got that too. And um, for getting certain achievements in ODST, they also uh, give your avatar um, ODST armor to wear. Oh, okay.
0: So it's sort of somewhere in between an in-game reward and uh, a gamer score reward. I so right, that.
3: probably the way to do it. I feel like you know that appeals to both the people who just want um, achievements and people who want it to be a little bit more tangible and less arbitrary.
0: All right, it's like a compromise. I like it if it would just be all everything. You get a little <laughs> bit of everything. I mean, I just I just love getting stuff. I guess. <laughs>
1: I have a question about the importance of achievements in games, or to certain gamers, I should say. You've all had Xboxes, for, or PS3s for that matter, for a long period of time. Do you guys remember what the first game you ever got an achievement was in?
2: Um, trying to think back. I know uh, my PlayStation 3 isn't that old. It's a slim version, so I got it back in uh, September. Okay. The first one I got... Um, It was in Uncharted. I can't remember specifically what it was. It might have been getting a headshot or or maybe uh, getting a certain amount of kills with a certain gun. But I know that uh, with my PS3, the first one was Uncharted. Um, I'd have to think back for my 360 360 for about three years now.
1: Um, For those who are over 10,000, for me, I just did it. Do you remember the game that put you over the top?
2: Hmm. I'm trying to think. Man, I don't I can't I don't keep track of that stuff. I actually can't remember. I think uh, some... for me it
3: was um the orange boxes. I was playing Half-Life 2. Okay. Yeah. I, and I um, want to say it had something to do with the the very end of Half-Life 2 episode 2 when you're driving around and shooting the sticky balls on the whatever those three-legged tripod monsters are if anyone's played the game.
0: Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking
3: about. Yeah, yeah.
0: That part. I don't remember what put me over ten thousand on my Xbox, but using some deductive reasoning, I can tell you that my first achievement was definitely in um, Dead Rising because that was the first game that I bought, but I don't remember exactly what it was. And I have a funny story actually uh, about my PS3 because I also bought the PS3 just in September, but I've been accused of, or not accused, but people have told me that I'm a I'm very unwaveringly honest about things, <laughs> regardless of whether they're they're good or not. So you can be the judge of this. Um, last year I was putting together a Game of the Year awards uh, on GamerNode, the the Noties. and I wanted to, you know, have some integrity in my writing, and I wanted to play all the big games. So what I did is I went to a Circuit City Uh-oh. and I bought a PS3 and I got my first achievements in Metal Gear Solid 4. Um, I played some other games and I ended up returning that PS3. <laughs> 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 but I, uh, I never was dishonest in my, in my uh, Game of the Year choices. So yes, my first PS3 achievement was in Metal Gear Solid 4.
1: Um, the reason I bring that up is because a lot of people like they're so into achievements and getting getting achievements. But if you ask them, okay, if you're so into them, what was your first one? They just go, eh. it's not about uh,
0: the nostalgia. It's about the the end result, right?
1: Which many can see as a problem with achievements. People are just worried about more, 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 and don't actually get anything out of what they're getting um for me ten thousand was keeper of the peace in damask in assassin's creed one because i just beat that in october even though i got the collector's edition when it came out
0: don't ask so you're preparing for next week then
1: yes oh god holy crap i can't wait not because it's assassin's creed but because it's in italy the motherland
2: (laughs) Um, but it's
0: in the north
1: ah whatever (laughs) it's all my first achievement ever, and this is an interesting story, too. In 2006, I was in college. My roommate um, bought a 360, and I had a live account that I I didn't use my Xbox anymore for live. I was going to get a 360 anyway very soon, so I migrated my live account to his hard drive just so he could play online. Mm-hmm. So my first achievement was in NCAA March Madness 2007 the floor general achievement, which I don't even know what that is. (laughs) But he was playing it, and he got it. So my first five or or 15 or whatever it was points came from that game. As for the PS3, I've only completed – oh, here's another thing. How many games on either system, as long as you've had them, have you gotten all the achievements or Platinum Trophy? I think one.
2: (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's only Uncharted 2. I've come close to a couple of them, like I mentioned since Creed for the Xbox, and um, if I wanted to play Uncharted, the first Uncharted through another time, I could probably do it. Mm-hmm. And Marvel Ultimate Alliance, I'm really close, but the only one I've ever 100%ed or 1,000 gamer score pointed was Uncharted 2.
3: For me, I have zero, in fact. I have not completed uh, any of them all the way through, although I came extremely close. Um, if y'all ever played... Uh, Battlefield 1943, the downloadable game. Okay. Um, Uh The achievements for that were just really easy, um, except for one of them was like play 100 games or something like that, Um, and I came close to it but never did it. And then the other one was Fable 2, which also had a number of really easy achievements, but also never finished it completely. Um, The only one for me is Infamous,
1: and the reason is... When I beat it the first time, I beat it the good. I was going to beat it the bad anyway, but I realized that in the very beginning, the game had set itself to hard difficulty and not normal, and I never realized it. So when I beat the game and got the hard finish trophy, I said to myself, wait a minute, usually a game that, that's not online, I don't get a 1,000 or I don't complete it because I can never beat it on hard or I never want to beat it a second time. I've already beaten it on hard. So I can blow through the evil side on easy and get 1000 or get get the platinum trophy, and that's how it happened. If I hadn't beaten it on hard, I probably wouldn't have gotten it.
0: There you go. Nice. That, that, was, uh, that was gamer score motivated, wasn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. Well, I mean, it wasn't necessarily gamer score motivated. It was more like, okay, I beat it in hard, so the biggest obstacle for me is out of the way. I might as well, just to say I finally got a platinum trophy. Right. Um, yeah because what kind of gaming journalist am I
0: if I don't have a Platinum Trophy or a 1,000-gamer <laughs> score and everything? Um, sure. Damn it. <laughs> uh, well, that's actually it's kind of interesting because I feel like because I have to play so many games, I, I don't play them as completely. Um, the one game that I think I've gotten a 1,000-gamer score on is Peter Jackson's King Kong, the game of... <laughs> oh, jeez. Because you just finished the game and you have a thousand gamer score, which sort of uh, wow. brings us back to what someone mentioned about Avatar. Can't yeah. you get a thousand in like six minutes in that game?
2: Yeah, I think you just have to start playing the game and you get a thousand gamer points.
0: <laughs> Terrible. A lot of effort went into that.
1: That's yeah. like they made they made the game and the, and then someone was like, "Did you put any achievements in?" Oh, yeah. Shit. Exactly. All
0: right, here, just do that. That's funny. So, um, here's another question, sort of sort of related to that: Is Does a game's reward structure, you know, the way that a player is rewarded, does that make a good game? I mean, can that make a good game, and can it break a bad game? It would depend on
1: the reward structure. Modern Warfare 2, the prestige and the leveling up and getting more guns and
0: perks and all that, that works. But is that what makes the game so
2: enjoyable?
1: Well maybe the online part of it
2: i don't yeah, know i think i think the perk system and everything that makes the uh, multiplayer much more enjoyable because it adds a level of uh, strategy to it because if you're if you don't have all the all the perks unlocked you got to find out how to kill people who have these perks and if you do have the perks you have to pick which ones you want to use so you can maximize the amount of kills you want so it adds an interesting amount of strategy to the game and it really does add to the multiplayer mhm
3: I think the evidence is just in what games are coming out and what games have come out in the past couple of years where they really are taking that to heart, like Call of Duty um, and Borderlands, but also looking towards um, Bioshock 2 next year with their multiplayer. Um, they're going to have a similar rewards structure. So I feel like just the fact that they're doing that in so many games now says, yeah, it works. It makes it at least a little bit better if if not uh, making it good.
0: Mm-hmm yeah, I have to agree yeah. that that a good reward structure with frequent, even if they're minimal um rewards to the player, even if they're not specifically tied to a trophy or an achievement, I think that significantly enhances the gameplay experience as a whole.
2: Definitely does. I think I don't think you can make a good game just out of good achievements or good reward structure, but a good reward structure or good achievements can make a good game better or make a good game great. Mm -hmm. I'd agree with that.
1: Um, As long as the reward system or the reward structure is worth getting them. um, Yes. Like getting flags for 20 points? No. (laughs) Um, Leveling up so you get a better gun in a game where the objective is to shoot everybody you see?
0: Yes. (laughs) That sounds like it makes sense. (laughs)
1: I, uh, something about the flags again I keep going back to the damn flags but, but th- now think about it for a second missing one this, damn flag, damn milestone. flag. those now flags think-
0: were a ridiculous milestone in gaming I have to yeah, do not-
1: what? Yeah. now think about that, that one flag is burning your ass, right? and here's why it's burning your ass it's not burning your ass because you can't find it because if you couldn't find it you'd just say screw it it's burning your ass because someone's going to see your profile and they're going to see that you don't have a 1,000 gamer score because you don't have the flags and you didn't kill that last Templar. So you're like, shit, someone's going to see that. I need to get that flag and I need to kill that Templar so they know I completed this game. So they can't be like, well, I got 1,000 and you didn't. And that's, part, <laughs> that's part of the problem with achievements. Mm-hmm. The, the, and I said this earlier. I'm going to say it again. The people who are the achievement junkies mm-hmm. are not afraid to wank themselves virtually to let you know that they have more <laughs> achievements than you. Yeah, look at my gamer score. It's it's like, it's like what little boys do on the playground when nobody's watching. Who's the bigger? <laughs> yeah. Who's the bigger? Go behind the wood. It's it's, it's it's in that in that respect, it's bullshit. In that respect, that the fact that people will get so up in arms about how they have more achievements than me, like my brother, my brother used to razz me right when I right when I first got the, uh, the Xbox. You've had it for two months and you're only at a thousand gamer score. By that time, I was at six thousand.
0: Uh, and I said, I said uh-uh. to him.
1: Is that a compliment to me and a detriment to you, or the other way around?
0: Right. The funny (laughs) thing is, like, these rewards also aren't scalable. Like, you're missing one flag, so shouldn't you have 999.5 gamer score in the game instead of whatever it was?
2: I was lucky. So since I'm missing one flag, and with Assassin's Creed, it's broken up into sections. Mm -hmm. And I'm lucky enough to be missing one of the flags that's in the only city in Assassin's Creed that has three separate flag trophies or Acker. achievements. So I'm on, yeah Acker. So I'm only missing one flag achievement out of like the seven that are there. Right. So it's not as bad. Like I'm at <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure I'm at like eight ninety or nine hundred. Right. So you screwed up. You screwed up at a good point.
1: <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> the, the Templar, however, that's gonna piss you off.
3: Oh, here's oh a, here's yeah. Here's a question for you though. Do you ever? look online to try to find out where those flags are so that you can get that achievement? Oh, yeah.
2: If I'm
1: down to I, one flag, you're goddamn right I'm looking at one. The, <laughs> I mean,
2: with I with Assassin's with Creed, with those, with those flags, and especially with Uncharted 2, with those like uh, hidden treasures, I, I love achievements, but I don't want to go spending an extra seven or eight hours just to find one hidden treasure or one flag when I can just look up where it's going to be online in a guide. Yeah.
3: Yeah
1: yeah. Agreed. So what do you what do you think is the most ridiculous achievement out there?
2: Huh. That's There's a tough one. So well I will I will admit that the uh I'd say that the most ridiculous types are the ones like the flag ones, like the flags in Assassin's Creed, the hidden treasures in the Uncharted Games. If you guys played uh Prince of Persia, the remake, those balls of light no. like all those collection achievements, I think they're the most ridiculous because re- it feels like the developer is really just trying to get you to drag out and play that game as much as possible. If I was to f- pick a single achievement that was the most ridiculous I've ever seen, I'd actually have to probably turn on my Xbox and browse through what I've yeah. unlocked and what I haven't.
0: I think the ones that are really just hot, they're included, uh, although I can understand it. Are the ones where you have to do some totally random, obscure movement, or you have to go somewhere that you just happen to stumble upon, and all of a sudden you get an achievement, like, like the uh,
1: hidden areas in Wolverine. Possibly. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like in the one in the one. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. It,
2: like the like lost patch and whatnot. Yeah,
1: the ice cave had Arthas' sword in it. Mm-hmm. I think that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Just you just stumble your way there or you do something with your character and all of a sudden you have an achievement. I think uh Mirror's Edge had some strange ones where you had to do like a wall run followed by a jump and a slide and then two double back flips and a triple Lutz and now you have an <laughs> achievement.
2: Prince <laughs> <laughs> <Triple Lutz. laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. of Persia had that one too. They had the highest point you had to find the highest point in the game and the lowest point in the game. And I remember feeling so gypped because I had to go to 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 a guide to find out where the lowest point in the game. It's so cheaply hidden underneath the temple where you start off the very game in. There's like a hidden cave outside to the side in the back of the temple that you would never go to unless you're like really, really just looking to explore the entire game.
0: I think I got that one actually. (laughs) (laughs) And just for that reason, just because I was wondering what was over there. There's (laughs)
1: There's <laughs> two two achievements come to mind to me. One of them because it's so ridiculously easy and the other one because it's just like get the hell out of here. The first one is The Simpsons game. Anybody play that? No. no. The yeah. Simpsons the Simpsons game had an achievement where you pressed start and it gave you 5 points. <laughs> and the achievement oh, yeah. was, really? my friend
2: had that game. The
1: achievement is literally called 5G press start to play. Nice. <laughs> Soul Calibur 4 I think has one of those too. Yeah, watch the opening scene. Yeah. Like, yeah. wow. And then if you go into the information for that achievement, it says worst achievement ever, or something like that. <laughs> awesome. The, the most ridiculous achievement, and uh, Eddie, if you remember playing this, if you got this, I I commend you, is Zombie Genocider from Dead Rising. It is an achievement where you have to kill an amount of zombies equal to the population of the town where the game is set in. Oh, my and I believe Jesus. that... I believe the number is 55365 or
2: something like that. Wow. Over 55,000 zombies for, like, 50 points. Left 4 Dead has that, too. Left 4 Dead has a zombie genocidist one, um, which is based off of uh, writing in one of the safe rooms where, like, uh, survivors are bragging about how many zombies they've killed. And one guy says, I've killed 58,000, and then he goes off into, like, 300-something, 61. I don't know the exact number. That's actually an achievement. You have to kill fifty-eight thousand, like four hundred and something zombies, and you get a genocidist achievement.
3: Nice. I'd still say that's more doable than Gears of War 2, though, just because zombies are so much easier to kill.
0: Than... Yeah, you kill like 20 of them
1: in, in seconds. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah, it is that's true.
1: That's... The exact number is 53,594
3: for 20 points. Oh,
1: man. It's worth it. Worth it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's fun just getting there.
2: <laughs> At least for uh, Left for Dead, not so much for Dead Rising. If you really do enjoy the game enough, you're going to be playing the multiplayer often enough and the co-op often enough where you're going to get that achievement eventually. Yeah.
0: It's about time to start wrapping up. I just have one more question. Uh, Can a game exist with no reward? If, would that even be considered a game? Is it possible for that to be a game with no reward?
1: Anymore? No. Before this generation, they all were. No reward?
2: Yeah. No reward. I, I, I agree with Jason. It?
1: Besides beating it? What reward was there? I mean, Super Mario World, Super Nintendo, you beat it, you show your friends, you moved on. And, and then, then the only way that people would know that you beat it is if your friend told them. There wasn't any... Online leaderboards. There wasn't any basically town hall um, poster board where people can see what you've done and what you haven't done. Right. Back then, yeah. it was just playing the game for the half of it.
0: Well, those so, those are all just those are social rewards. I, I mean any reward. Like, is it rewarding to play the game?
3: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm sure it's possible to make a a game that has absolutely no reward. I mean, look at Sneak King. By uh, Burger King.
1: <laughs> Superman 64.
3: They're, they're coming pretty close to that line. But I don't know, playing, playing games in general, if if you're playing a game, one could assume that you enjoy playing video games, which means it's its own reward, kind of.
2: Yeah. That, that's kind of how I see it. Uh, if a game does exist with no reward, then um, what's the real point? Yeah. I
0: think no, that... Uh, It's a very good point. Superman 64 is real close.
1: (laughs) Yeah. The only reward you get from that is is enough anger to bash somebody's face in.
2: That and the fact that you can say that you survived playing Superman 64 without going on a homicidal rampage.
1: Right.
2: Right. (laughs)
0: Yeah, the experience of playing such a horrible game. Yes, I've done it. (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for uh, joining the podcast. Are there any uh plugs or shout outs you want to give? Dan?
3: I mean, not really. No. Just I'm just glad nope. to uh have contributed.
0: Awesome. Well the top five takedown, definitely on GamerNet. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I recommend that. Yeah, read that. that. Do that exactly. <laughs> Very well <laughs> written. And do you uh do you have Twitter?
3: I don't have Twitter. I haven't gotten into that yet. I've gotten yeah,
0: into not really enough but I Twitter
3: yet. I have yet to tweet.
0: Okay. Okay, how about uh, you, Mike? Any any plugs, shout-outs, anything?
2: I guess keep an eye open for my column. If you want, uh, my latest review I did was Risen. You can read it to uh, find out how horrible an experience it was for me to get through that. Um, That's <laughs> my that oh. game. That game was a chore. I, I don't have Twitter, per se. I do have a Facebook. It's my name, if anybody wants to look me up. And aside from that, uh, I guess any of my friends who might be listening to this, I'll just give a shout-out to them.
0: Nice. And Jason.
2: Um, I have a review being posted,
0: Academy of Champions.
1: Uh, like I said, I should be done right after this. I still have some more things coming out of GameX that we haven't edited yet. A interview with Mustin, the lead, if you could call him that, the lead of the one-ups, one of the main guys in the one-ups, the video game cover band. I sat with him. I think it's like a four-and-a-half-minute video or interview, something like that. Other than that, uh, today is five years with the girlfriend. So, girlfriend, you are awesome. Woo.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations. I'm very, very happy good. you mentioned that, because if you didn't, I was going to. <laughs> that, that is the biggest achievement that I've listened to yes. today. One, <laughs>
2: one million should make that one. Five
0: years. That's a big time.
1: <laughs> I'm going to turn it on. Five million game score points. You survived five years with one girl. Good for you. <laughs> <laughs> not, and that's not to say that she's a ba- Oh Jesus Christ, no. She's probably the best person I've ever met in my entire life. Sorry, Mom. Um <laughs> But, but um, you know, it, it's just it's. You know, when you're younger, you think to yourself, you, you see like your mom and your dad, and they're a happy couple, and you and you are worried that it'll never happen to you, and when it does, it's just, it's the best feeling in the world. So, um, that's enough for me gushing. Awesome. Um,
0: yeah. We do have hearts here at uh, GamerNode.
1: Yeah, gamers with hearts. How <laughs> about that? Look at that. <laughs>
0: I just have uh, GamerNode.com. I recently changed my, my Twitter name to Eddie, E-D-D-I-E-I-N-Z-A-U-T-O, which is my name, no spaces, rather than the old Italian bread man. thought it would be easier to find me. Um, other than I'm, that,
1: also, I'm also at Twitter.com slash bigmanfideli
0: Oh, that's right. Other than that, go to GamerNode. we have always got new news and more and more reviews all the time as well as special features and stuff like Jason's coverage of GameX, etc., etc. And we're coming into the biggest season of them all, so we're looking to have a lot of stuff going on. I guess that's it. This has been Versus Node. Thanks for listening. Peace and love. <laughs> what happened?
1: I don't know. My, my router just went...
0: <laughs> okay. Well, you're back now. When did you actually drop out? Hello.
2: Jason? Hmm. Uh-oh. <phone rings>